this is Kelly Francis with the Double Trouble Podcast, a podcast about my six-month-old twin girls, my husband, and my life. This week, I wanted to start off talking about why we chose the girls' names where they came from, since they're a little bit unusual. First, Allegra. A little girl I used to teach Sunday school to when I was in college, and she was like three years old. Her name was Allegra, and she was the cutest little girl, a complete girly girl, always in pink or purple, always wearing a dress, long hair, um, which was always perfectly combed. And she was just the cutest little thing, bouncing off the walls all the time. And so I've always had good connotations with that name, although it is definitely unique. And I mentioned it to Dan at some point, and he really liked the name, especially because I, I think because it is unique. So... As we started going through the baby name book, I got one of these, you know, million baby names books, and I just skimmed through the entire book. Once we found out they were girls, skimmed through all the girl names and picked out just, I would do, I did it over like a week while we were watching TV or whatever at night, and I would skim through the names, pick a name that I liked, or at least was like, you know, in the realm of possibility, things that I'd consider, and then I'd just say to Dan, do you like this, do you not like this? And he would immediately veto anything he hated. So we get all the way through the end of the book by, again, like at the end of the week, because we both had kind of a limited amount of time that we'd be willing to think about this stuff. And I had a list of maybe 40 names at the very most that were even in the realm of possibility that both of us could even consider. But as we started really looking at that, that list, you know, Dan would say, okay, well, I like these three names. And I'd say, oh, I hate those names. So... We really quickly came down to Allegra and Ramsey. Ramsey was added to the list because my grandmother's maiden name is Ramsey. And I've always thought that would be the coolest little girl's name. And my real first name is McClellan, which is another family last name. It's actually my great-grandmother on the other side's maiden name. And it's been a good and bad thing because it's a kind of a crazy first name. People always think it's my last name, especially now that my last name's Francis. I get all kinds of annoying things. Like you go to the doctor's office and nobody can ever figure out which name's your first and last. And of course, I get carded like when you go to uh, the store with your credit card. I'm always asked for my ID, which is not a bad thing. It's just annoying, I guess. So anyway to give the same horrible fate to my daughter, I decided, hey, Ramsey, let's give name her that. But at least Ramsey is a first name in the baby name books, although it's for a boy, but it does exist as a first name. So I was really attached to the name Ramsey, especially if we were having a girl. And Dan was fine with that name. So Ramsey was, I mean, we hadn't officially settled on these names until they were born, but Ramsey was always going to be a name. And... When we really sat down and looked at the list, we there were no names that we both agreed on except for Allegra and Ramsey. That's it. And the biggest thing with Allegra, of course, is the allergy medicine. And is everybody going to say, why'd you name your child after allergy medicine? <laughs> and it was kind of a joke for a while. And people were like, you're not really going to name your child that. And I remember at the um, baby shower, somebody said something about Allegra and Ramsey. And this woman down the street who has twin boys and has been kind of giving me guidance she was invited to the baby shower but we're not really tight we just we kind of just met over this whole having twins thing so 
I saw her a week or so after the baby shower, and, and she was like, so that was a joke, right? What are your real names? And I'm like, well, it's not really a joke. That's not like what we're probably going to use. And she was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, then uh, on The Sopranos, I think it happened actually after the girls were born. One of the mobster's daughter's name was Allegra, and she got married on The Sopranos. And during the ceremony, a bunch of the mobsters are sitting in the back of the church snickering about this wedding. And the one guy goes, Allegra, isn't that some allergy medicine or something? Who named their kid after that? <laughs> and Dan and I looked at each other like, oh, God. So anyway, it's really funny because I think the names totally fit the girls now. And I'm really glad that we stuck with them. And I have no concerns anymore about, oh, the allergy medicine or whatever. It's just, you know, it's her name and it fits her. And I don't think it's weird. And I don't think people are going to think weird things about it. But you never know. It is funny when you go into the store and people say, oh, what are their names? You say Allegra and Ramsey and they look at you like, oh. <laughs> it sure isn't like Michelle and Melissa. But I think they're cool names. And... We do plan to uh, call Allegra Allie, probably. It'll probably be Allie and Ramsey. Now, my mom and grandmother think that we should call Ramsey Zizi, which I really like that, um, and especially because I've been shortening Ramsey to Rams, and I've been shortening Allegra to Allegra, and I don't really like either of those nicknames. They've just been coming out. So I'd prefer to choose nicknames that I like and start using them now so that they stick, but we'll see how that progresses. For their middle names, I always think a middle name should be, well, A, I think it's good to include family stuff that is weird in middle names so that it's there, but, <laughs> you know, the kid's not really stuck with it on a day-to-day -day basis. But I also think it's good to have kind of a backup name in the middle name in case the kid doesn't like their first name and then they have a choice. They can go by the middle name. So Ramsey's middle name is Selena. So she could go by Selena or Sally, and that's my dad's mother's name, which is why we chose it. And then uh, Allegra's middle name is Dovey, which is Dan's grandmother's name. But, jeesh, that's not exactly a good backup name for Allegra, is it? So Allegra's just, you know, screwed if she wants a different name. She's going to have to pick something out of a hat, I guess. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe she'll like it. Maybe she'll go by it. I don't know. And the funny thing with Dovey is that this woman, Dovey, her last name was Bird. So her legal name was Dovey Bird. Is that, like, sad? How do you do that to a child? But anyway, um, so Dan has great, you know, connotations with this name, of course. So we use it. And I think it is cute. But And I always think about um, when we were choosing names, I always thought about watching them at high school graduation walk across the stage. And I think they both have really great names for that. Hopefully they they don't hate them, but <laughs> okay. So this week I recorded some of Ramsey's screaming. Ramsey, I may have talked before, I'm not sure about how Ramsey is just screaming all the time. It's her form of communication. She does it when she's happy. She does it when she's sad. That's just how she talks, I guess. And Allegra is much more of a try and mess with different sounds and. It almost sounds like she's making a sentence out of all her little garbles. Ramsey doesn't really have anything to do with that. She just wants to be louder and higher. So I recorded a little bit of them uh, yapping this morning, and I'll play it right now.
Okay. Also this week we got, I went to Walmart and was just looking around at baby stuff and I saw this toy that I could not resist. And I'm not a big lights and sounds kind of person. I just feel like it's too much overstimulation. I'd rather just have wooden blocks, but this thing was so cute and I just had to get it. So it's called Honey Bunch Poo and it's for quote all ages. It's this little stuffed animal that is a little bit animatronic and it's got a honey pot in his belly. And it's really kind of hard to describe, but it's this plastic, this soft plastic honey pot and you touch it and it is so sensitive, which is why it's great for this age because they really don't have to really interact with it. It really responds quickly. You press it and then it sings a little song and the little Winnie the Pooh dances around a little bit and the honey pot lights up. It's really cute. So I recorded all the little songs it plays and I'm just going to cut out my little favorite ones. It's really cute. Hello, baby. I love you, little baby. Mm, I love you, little baby. Okay, so now we're trying to figure out who's going to crawl first. And every day, I swear for the past week, I've been like, okay, today's the day somebody is crawling. And it's just not happening. They both seem very anxious and interested in getting there. And they're wiggling around a lot, but nobody's really crawling. I mean, they're they're creeping, I guess. They're, they'll move around. You certainly can't just sit them on the couch anymore. They'll roll right off. You really have to kind of watch them and even you put them on the play mat and they'll be off the play mat sooner than you think and Ramsey um has been really moving around in her crib now you'll like I'll put her down for a nap and come back 20 minutes later and she's moved completely from one end of the crib down to the other end and just the other day she was actually playing with the little ocean wonders aquarium and pressing the button which is crazy that I haven't seen either of them interact with that at all it's pretty cool I went in yesterday morning in the morning and she had rolled over onto her stomach. And yesterday, all day, she was rolling from her back onto her stomach. And I've never really seen that before. Maybe once or twice, but she's doing it all the time now. So we decided to start using the drop sidebar now, which is annoying. But at least we have the option. And I think we'll probably lower the mattress soon, too. Which means that we can then move the aquarium onto the long end of the crib, which works better just as far as the baby watching it. But I had it on the short end of the crib for both of them right now because it says on the box that you need to make sure it's six inches above the mattress or something because they're afraid that the baby's head will get caught between the aquarium and the mattress. So it, I couldn't, because of the way the cribs are set up, I couldn't get that clearance. But once we drop the mattress, I'll be able to do that. And that'll probably work out better. So we'll keep you posted. I haven't seen any crawling yet, but I know we're just like on the verge of it. And Dan keeps asking me why I want this to happen because he's like you're going to be so sorry that you encourage this once this happens but it's exciting I'm ready for them to make that next step so anybody who was worried about us uh, getting into the swimming class we did get into the swimming class thank heaven there were spots and they switched us and we're ready to go now the funny thing is they do of course reserve the right to cancel the class if not enough people sign up and now you watch like not enough people sign up now that I stressed over it and we won't even get to go but I'm just a negative person I'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> something exciting is happening is that there's a Toys R Us about a half an hour from us 
that is turning into a baby's RS. So the whole store has actually been shut down for months now, probably about six months since the girl has been born. And we just drove by the other day, and there's a sign in the window that says it's opening up as Babies R.S. on September 8th, and I'm so excited. I've never actually been inside a Babies R.S. Can you believe that? We uh, live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and our two closest Babies R.S. are way up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is at least an hour from here, or down in Ellicott City, which is also an hour from here. So we've never gotten our act together enough to actually get to either Babies R Us. And when I registered for baby stuff, we went to the Toys R Us that's turning into a Babies R Us. It's about a half hour from us. And just went through their baby section, which was pretty small, to actually look at some of the items. And then most of the, the research I did was through Amazon online and registered online. And the funny thing is we did register at Babies R Us, even though we don't live near one. And most of our friends are, you know, in the area. But... Most people don't live way out in the middle of nowhere like we do and are closer at least to like the Ellicott City one. Or they could get stuff online, so I figured whatever. So anyway, that's very exciting. And two things that we're kind of in the market for right now is we've been discussing getting an exercaucer kind of a thing or one of those tables with all the play stuff on it. And I'm really kind of lukewarm about this, partially because... It's another one of these lights and sounds thing, and I'm so tired of all this stuff that, like, entertains them without them having to do anything. But the other piece is I really don't want to crowd the house with extra crap, especially stuff that they're going to outgrow quickly. And these things are expensive. They're like 100 bucks, and I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on whether or not we should get one of these or not. The other thing that Dan really wants is a jogging stroller because he's training for this half marathon and I think he just thinks it would be cool to take the girls in the jogging stroller. The thing, the reservation I have is that I think he's going to take them out once and decide that it's too much work and he's really not getting his training done. So (laughs) he's not going to be excited about doing it anymore, but I'm willing to give it a try, I suppose, especially since it's something that we should be able to use for a longer period of time, and we could probably sell if we don't use it. I was trying to find a used jogging stroller at a consignment shop or on eBay or something, but we're really not having any luck, especially since we're looking for a double. And if you look on, like, Baby Center, geez, they start at $400. They're so expensive. And you can get ones for $150, but we're going to try Babies R Us when it opens and see what they have in the store. Because the thing is, it's hard to tell what you're really going to like without touching the stroller, you know? The other thing I want to get is two umbrella strollers because we don't have anything to take one baby with you, especially since they're on the verge of growing out of their infant carriers. And we're going to have to get the big car seats and then we're going to have to pick them up all the time. I did just like check the weight limits on the infant seats. And and the ones we have say 22 pounds and 29 inches. And so Allegra's 20 pounds and Ramsey's 27 inches. So we're two pounds and two inches away. (laughs) So I think in the next month or two, maybe three months, we could get out of them. We're going to have to switch. And anyway, we don't have any stroller or anything. It's just a single. So... I saw these things on Baby Center, and actually I saw them on eBay too. They're like 10 bucks. They're these little clips that you can get. It's a set of three, and it'll hook two umbrella strollers together, which effectively makes it a double. So then you can use them separate or together or whatever. So I think I'm going to try that and get just little, like, cheapy $20 umbrella strollers that are really, you know, the really tiny ones that really fold up little. But you can't really use them for long periods of time because they're not too terribly comfortable for the kid. 
we're going to try that, see what happens. So the last thing I wanted to talk about today is this trip to San Diego that we're going on in two weeks now. I'm getting worried about it and I'm getting sad and I'm really starting to think about how the days are going to go for our parents and for the babies and what it is that I need to plan out for them and all the instructions I need to write out. And it's really amazing all the stuff that I just keep in my head. And I think like all the phone numbers for the doctor and where we keep the baby Tylenol and how much baby Tylenol you give them and how often. And we also have, you know, Ramsey's on Zantac. So what her regimen is for the Zantac. And they're both taking fluoride drops now because we're on well water, which doesn't have any fluoride in it. And we use the well water for their formula. So they're not getting fluoride in any other part of their diet. But that's a weird thing. You have to give them these drops two hours after they eat or an hour and an hour before they eat because the calcium mixed with the drops, somehow, you know, the absorption doesn't work right. So that's like an annoying thing. We got to explain that to them. And I want to try to keep them on schedule. I have no idea if that's going to work at all or if either set of parents are really going to try and keep them on schedule because I think that the kids are happier when they're on schedule. And I'm worried that they're going to be pretty wigged out anyway since we're not around. I hope they aren't. I hope that they'll be fine. But I guess you never know, and I'm hoping that it, at least they will be here and our parents are coming to the house to take care of them. So I'm hoping at least they'll have that kind of structure that'll be the same, their toys will be the same, the dogs will still be around, and if we can keep them on the regular schedule, like the only thing that'll be different then is that Dan and I aren't present. But I worry about that, and especially I keep thinking about bath time is really a big deal. It's really hard to do by yourself, and... My parents are coming for the first two days. His mother is coming for the second two days. And I'm, that's what I'm most nervous about is his mom being here by herself with them for two days straight. That's a lot. I don't, wouldn't want to do it for two days straight all by myself and especially trying to get the baths done. That's really hard. So I'm almost wondering if maybe we should encourage her to not give them baths because, or at least try and do one earlier in the day and one later in the day, which is off routine, but at least, you know, just try and do them separately because I can't imagine trying to do them together by yourself. It's just way too hard. Especially now we've switched to, we used to give them baths in this little tiny bathtub, you know, just a baby bathtub, which I think we're going to make available to our parents and show them, you know, these are the two ways you can bathe the babies because it, it was easier. We'd put the bathtub up on our bathroom counter, which was pretty high. So ergonomically, it's much easier. And you can only do one baby at a time that way. But what we started doing was I got these, I think they're called bath safety mats. I can't really remember what the product is called. But it's kind of like a boppy for the bathtub, except that the middle isn't open like a boppy is. It's all cloth. The whole thing is like a cloth material. And it soaks up the bath water, which is supposed to be a positive thing in their literature that it gets warm so that the baby is warm and they're cuddled and it really works well. So we got two of them. We can fit them both in the bathtub at once and fill it up just like a normal bathtub. And it keeps their heads elevated enough so that the heads are out of the water, but the rest of their body is pretty much in the water. I mean, we don't put the water so high, but, but it's hard to bathe them that way from the adult's perspective because you're kneeling on the ground, you got to lean over, and, and you have to watch both babies at one time 
So Dan and I usually will do it together, and we kind of both have, you know, one's on one baby and one's on the other baby. Or even if we don't do that, if one person's bathing, then the other person is there with the towels and is in charge of getting the babies in and out of the tub. And it's just really hard with one person. So we'll see how our parents handle all of this. Hopefully they'll want to babysit for us again in the future, especially since we're supposed to go to another wedding in November. But at least that one won't be so many days. But uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. So I guess that's about all for this week. Feel free to check out my website at doubletroublepodcast.blogspot.com or send me an email at doubletroublepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.